0: Everyone and welcome back to another book podcast. As promised, today's episode is the second half of my conversation with Ashton, also known as Pete My Bookshelf on Instagram. We hope you enjoy part two. Before we begin the episode, a quick disclaimer: while Ashton and I both work at publishing companies, all opinions on books, biscuits, and anything else are completely our own. So let's dive into this week's episode actually one of the things I wanted to ask you was what is your favourite thing about your job because you're in rights yeah so I work in
1: rights it is um, yeah it, it's really cool because I feel like we are kind of a combination of almost like sales and legal even though I actually don't know anything about legal <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer disclaimer <laughs> The contracts I don't write the contracts um no but I I, I also sell the um cover art um so I, I find that so cool because it's just like yeah our team got to design this cover and somebody in Germany or Iceland also wants to use that cover in their language like that's the coolest thing so I actually just love communicating with these publishers from all over and it is really cool to get like a little bit of cultural insight just from the way that they format their emails, too, where it's like, oh, you know, the, these people come off cr- across as a little bit more blunt or, like, more professional, and these people are sending me emojis in their email, yeah. and they just seem so friendly, and they're asking about the weather, and, like, yeah. it's just really cool to kind of gauge a little bit of more about the country or the culture, culture. through mm-hmm. this correspondence with people I've never met in person or countries that I've never into. Um, So yeah, I really like that part. And then, uh, like I said, the cover art itself is, you know, I love picking up books because of their covers. And so the fact that I can then, you know, sub... Uh, sub-license our covers to different publishers and then I've, you know, kind of weaseled my way into the cover art meetings as well because I'm like, it's kind of related, but mostly I'm just really curious and I like cover art, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just sitting there silently being like, pick the top left one! I love the pink! I love the pink! Don't go for that one, the clearance is going to be a nightmare! <laughs> and it's too much like that other oh, book, please don't do it! Uh, but yeah, so that, that part I think is just really, really fun and um, I feel really fortunate because my my team and like the head of our department has really kind of listened to my interests as well. Uh, so before I came over, you know, I said I'm, I'm interested in like TV and film adaptations from books. So I get to work on some of the film and TV rights stuff as well. Oh, amazing. Um, and then, you know, I have my bookstagram and I like doing social media side of it. So they were like, why don't you manage our social media? And I was like, say no more. I got this. <laughs> and nobody pre-approves my TikToks beforehand. So it's a, it's a, bit, it's a bit out there. Oh uh, my gosh. They're going to probably want to start. I think so. They're probably going to start. But
0: <laughs> it's it's like too much free reign honestly at this it is. point. It's going
1: to become my personal Instagram account soon. It's great. I'm like, you know what? One of the managers is laughing at it. That's perfect. Yeah, that is the nice. amount of validation and acceptance I need. Thank you.
0: I mean, we still laugh about the fact that Tom, our managing director, uh, turned to me one day and went, "So, um, have you set up this TikTok?" Oh! And I was just like, "Yes, yes, I have." <laughs>
1: Yes, and, that, and I will stay in charge
0: of it and then say it again and we'll film it and yeah. put it on Tick Tick it's honestly but then in like um, the first episode where like I talked to him about um, starting the company and stuff I brought up the fact that he said Tick Tick and he literally says I want that edited out and I was like I absolutely cannot. cannot deprive people of this no. they need to
1: know that you called it Tick and now tick. it's made another appearance in this podcast yes. <laughs> yeah. it just, I'm, I think I'm going to have to bring it up in every single Everybody, one yeah for sure you can not that's like i follow a through our rights tiktok page i follow a bunch of random business pages that i've like some of them i've never even heard of just because i think they have the best like office humor style tiktok trends and that's kind of how i get some ideas yeah some of them are just hilarious like you've probably seen on tiktok the one where people just like are in a boat and they're like this is supposed (laughs) to do really really well and so i've seen one where it's just like somebody's boss who's like never in any of the TikToks and clearly hates the idea, yeah. just like gets into this like boat thing and is like, This is supposed to get our company so many more views. <laughs> and then we 100 gonna like that video oh and percent. watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and save it. And then his social media manager is gonna be like, see it told you. And he's yeah. Be like, I don't get it, but keep doing what yeah, you Yeah,
0: just you <laughs> you do you. But that's the thing. Like everyone in this office is so nice and I think it's so nice to like make a company more personable yeah for sure chat to them and that's why like it was nice to do a little like meet and greet but obviously Mm -hmm. like on a podcast not everybody's like comfortable speaking especially not at first I know I wasn't Mm -hmm. and I was super nervous and everything but like you know, it's just, it's so nice to like try and get to know the people behind the books.
1: I know. I do the same thing where I'm just, I joke about how like none of my coworkers want to film TikToks with me. And then there's my friend at work who I drag into TikToks. Shout out to Rachel. <laughs> and Rachel, your savior. <laughs> she hates it, right? And she's like, okay, you get 30 minutes, yeah. film as many TikToks as you possibly can with me. And then I've met my TikTok quota for like the next handful of months that's sold so, that's so good but i always the d- drafts yeah, yeah. <laughs> i always picture the uh the, the the trend ideas or the video ideas where i'm like you don't even like, you don't have to do a lot like you just yeah. have to be annoyed with me because i'm in the yeah. office i'm like that's not even acting like you're always annoyed with that's, you office. be <laughs> yourself be yourself. where it's like me who's excited to film a tiktok and then she not excited to film a tiktok i'm like that's the end that's the tiktok <laughs> <And> that's
0: it I <laughs> people will like yeah, it yeah they
1: do it's great
0: i just uh i'm i'm so bad with like I don't even know like what to ask of people because I've seen some of my favorite are like Um, you know the ones where it's like the person coming downstairs and they're like it's the social media manager coming to take TikToks and they're all like shit Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I love those ones because that is entirely how I feel coming into the office and I'm like morning everyone let's do social media and they're all like I
1: wanted to film that one in our office too where it's like the shit shit
0: shit yeah (laughs) it's just so good but I just don't know if anyone would actually be willing really, I mean, I need to ask people Shout to do to things team. more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, if you're listening which probably you just not. Have to get in a boat that's not a real boat. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously yeah, no. It's it, I do really want to like introduce them more to everyone yeah. because I feel like I'm putting myself out there so much and there's only like
1: There's only so much people want to hear from me. it's so true, too. Like, especially when you have, like, a smaller kind of intimate team. Like, it is is just so much more personal. And that's something that I've noticed with you guys, too, like, coming to your events. Like, I think it was the second event I'd gone to uh, of Legend Process. And... um, you know, yeah, I'd only met about some about of you guys a few nice, times, and like uh, everyone gave me a hug, oh, yes, and I was like, this, this, is "This is the nicest thing ever!" My... Like, I haven't hugged my coworkers. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Christian was like, "Oh, he's coming today,"
0: and I was like, "Oh, it's Ashton." Uh, she came to the Femicide launch, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, she was
1: so nice." I was like, oh, that's so sweet, but yeah, it's <laughs> just, just there's just something, something about that, and so. so- yeah and like you said when you know you have editors that are pushing these books forward and they're Mm -hmm. so passionate about them like that's so cool to highlight and be like well what are you passionate about like what what do you look for like I find that so interesting and as someone I mean even before I was in publishing I would love to know more about the publishing process and what goes on behind and I yeah I think that's a really cool thing to share and I think it's so good as well because I like you
0: know worked hard in a sense of that like I interned for them for a while Mm -hmm. But in a way, I fell into the job. Like, it was, I was so lucky that yeah. everything kind of aligned for me to get the job that I got. And I do think that the publishing industry is a really hard one to get into. Yeah, it really is. It's so difficult. <laughs> I found it so hard. And like, I remember when I was first looking, I spent so many months just applying, 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 yeah. applying, applying yeah. everywhere. And like, my friends were like applying and getting interviews and then maybe not getting it. And right, that was disappointing. Right. I couldn't even
1: get to the interview stage
0: Uh, and it's like you know it's all about experience but then I know it's like like,
1: this is an an entry entry level job job. and you're like excellent and like you need two to three years experience no yeah and it's like like, I also
0: like need to survive so I can't do like loads of free internships yeah exactly it was literally um COVID that I was able to intern for them again like for a long time and like you know, be able to weasel my way in, essentially dig my claws in.
1: I'm here and I'm not literally
0: Literally. But know. I just, I think it's also like kind of, it'd be nice, like as well, in maybe like a, another episode to have a whole chat about this, but just about actually getting into the industry. Oh, yeah, and yeah, like could definitely be a whole. Yeah, you need, oh, you need a whole episode for it, mm-hmm. and like just get a couple of people in to talk about yeah. it because, like, I know that I would have really like appreciated that even though I know that my own personal story is not helpful to anyone because (laughs) it was completely circumstantial and super
1: lucky yeah I mean I was I was applying for publishing jobs for about a year and a half before Mm. I, I got anything and I had some interviews and um, I mean, those are always great. They're always valuable because, you know, you learn more about the interview process. You yeah. learn, you know, get more confident in terms of interviews. Um, but, but it, it was also, also so discouraging. Yeah. Um, just, just to have like, you know, you might be at the be end of the the, the the stage and then all of a sudden it's like, no, you know, we went with someone with more advice. experience. Yeah. Which is usually the answer you would get. Um, but one of the things that I found really helpful when applying for publishing jobs here is the Facebook group um, Publishing Hopefuls. And um, I I don't even know how I stumbled upon it, but I did, and it was essentially that—like just a bunch of people, either in English degrees or not anything related at all, or doing publishing masters, looking to get into the publishing industry. And people would be very candid and share their experiences, Mm -hmm. or they'd be like, "Hey, like I applied for this job. Did anyone else apply? Have you heard?" Yeah. Or hey, this—I'm applying for this position. Would someone mind taking a look at my resume? Like it was just—it felt like such a. In an industry that can feel so competitive, it felt like there was such a community online of people all like the wishing well you yeah know, even if you were interviewing against someone else out. in yeah. this facebook group you were just like good luck like it was just really really sweet and then people who were successful they were like if you you know want any any help or anything like that you know i'm happy to try to answer any questions um or here is my cv and this is um what i filled out in my cover letter or whatever that was successful if you want to look at an example mm-hmm. for example whatever it was it was great it was nice to have that kind of community of like people helping total support yeah because
0: that's the thing like so many other businesses are so cutthroat yeah and it's like you know there's 20 of you and there's two spots yeah and it's like in a way that's kind of what publishing is too yeah. there's so many people going for the same job but that's everyone's true. just so nice no, no exactly yeah, that's, that's
1: it. it like once, once you're well, I mean once, once you're in the industry too, too everyone's so lovely and everyone yeah. knows everyone too like yeah. it really does feel like a tight-knit community yeah um and I, and I love it for that it was just yeah the, the trying to get in part of that is a bit it is a bit you know cumbersome. it's a long slog <laughs>
0: yeah but it's yeah I mean like you do think at the end of the day that it is worth it but I do feel like it's just the whole like you know everyone's like once your foot's in the door yeah you've got it it's like I'm kicking my foot <laughs> like, against the door yeah. trying to get <laughs> it in to, and it's not not to. Yeah. so yeah I think even um I might like try and get some yes yeah, some people to talk about it who would actually be able to offer something that I will not be able to offer, which is just like some genuinely like good advice. Yeah. And obviously just plugging away is the best, but like mm-hmm. it's such a nice community to be a part of. Yeah. Like I yeah. would always recommend publishing to anyone looking for Like there's so many job roles, you know, there's rights, there's marketing, there's sales, which is different to rights, but there's crossover. Yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, yeah, I I mean, I don't speak any other languages, but that's that's advantageous in rights. And it's cool to see people come from different backgrounds Mm -hmm. and have maybe sales experience and they speak, you know portuguese and spanish or something and it's just really cool or you know people who work in finance and maybe they don't even read but they just like the company or they like the industry um for me like i was applying for marketing jobs because of my bookstagram and it was just kind of this again this is not what i set out to do with my bookstagram but you know as i went along i was like wait i actually have social media experience like yeah i can talk about that (laughs) i can put that on my resume and uh, i mean that at the end of the day that's kind of ultimately what got me to doing the social media for the rights team yeah um but yeah it's cool and you never know how many kind of skills and and roles and experiences that you have can actually adapt to publishing even if you don't have direct publishing experience
0: yeah and even um the thing that everybody here told me when I was like interning and and there wasn't a role here they were like just go for literally any department. Yeah. Because everyone wants editorial, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Even myself, yeah. I was I
1: was all for the editorial. <laughs> it's true, editorial's the... Editorial's the, the one that everyone wants. Everyone, yeah.
0: And it's like, um, Lauren, our editor, she spoke about this as well um, uh, in the last episode, but she actually started off as a salesperson mm, and then okay. moved Move over to yeah. becoming an editor. And it's like, it is true, like once you're into okay. the publishing company or the publishing world, like... It's then easier because you've got experience, like with the books that you're dealing with, and you've seen kind of like different sides of the industry. I feel like they are more willing yeah. to accept you into. Well, it's
1: funny other too areas. because I did the Columbia Publishing Course, um, which is it's not like a master's or anything, but it's um, an intensive four week course oh, I've seen that. everything actually. publishing, which was great because mm-hmm. you also got to hear from publishing professionals and you did like yeah. this really intensive workshop week where you had to like pitch a, a book proposal, create wow. a whole like sales marketing plan, um, publicity plan, all of that. And so you mm-hmm. got to sort of test out each little role. And it was funny because I think they asked us initially, it was like the first week that we started the program and they were like, who's interested in an editorial? And most people 80% of like, hands go exactly, up. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, I think they asked it again later on. And it was once you learned about the other departments, so you were like, wait, actually, I I might like this. Mm-hmm. And so those hands kind of went down. I mean, and by the end of it, I was also still interested in editorial. But then I was like, oh, I never would have considered marketing. And I never would have considered rights. And those were two other areas that I was really interested in. Yeah. And I, fortunately, I got to speak at uh, the 20, what year is it? <laughs> the 2022 um Publishing course because it was at Oxford University. Oh, nice! Mine was supposed to be, but mine was during COVID, so it was a virtual one. Love it. <laughs> so not anyway, virtual. I got invited to speak, and it was the first day. That was one of the things I asked the, stu- the students as well. I was like, "How many are you are interested in editorial?" And again, it was like eighty-five percent of the hands went yeah. up, and I was like, "It wasn't like don't do it." Yeah. But I was like, "You're gonna learn so much about these other departments because maybe you know, maybe you think of publishing and you only think about editorial. Yeah. And you don't realize like." No, there's like the communications teams and there's, you know, there's HR there as well. There's finance there as well. Yeah. There's legal there as well. There's like all these different teams. There's design. There's whatever. Yeah. Um. So you can, you know, tailor make your interests as well to publishing. It's not, you don't, you know, just need to be focused on editorial. And maybe you don't like that, you know, maybe you're reading manuscripts in the evenings and you want to have. The evening's free, then maybe don't do publicity or <laughs> editorial. That's what I would tell people too. I'm like, yeah, life balance for me. Once I realized the editorial a lot of the time oh was like gosh. reading outside of work hours, yeah. I was like, I don't want it. <laughs> it's, it's actually it's crazy because,
0: like, and then I, I came here, did my internship, and I was like, Is that interested in editorial? And they were like, Yep, yeah. <laughs> enjoying the crowd. Um, and then they like gave me proofreading to do and everything, but then it ended up being the publicity, yeah. um, job that opened up, and I was like, I want to work at this company (laughs) yes (laughs) um and then actually having done like you know that year in publicity I mean it wasn't even like a couple months in it must have been like one month in I was like oh my god I couldn't I actually don't think I could do what they do because it
1: takes a different breed of people anytime I go to these book events I'm just like you guys, you guys are angels. These are ones these I couldn't it, do. It. And
0: you read it, and you comb through it, and you read it. Yeah. And I was like, I remember, like, I really enjoyed like analyzing books and everything at uni, and mm-hmm. like reading through things like a few times. But like, that's not what that is. No. And it's, I don't think I, you know, I feel like I thought I knew, but I 100 yeah, percent did no. not know the like the commitment and, and everything that goes it. into. Yeah, it. yeah,
1: you're right. The amount of times that you would have to reread it before it even becomes Yeah. A a proof. Well, <laughs> and then, a and then you send book.
0: it and then they read through so many mm-hmm. that like get sent to us and then we read through them and then we'll be like, we actually don't think we can take this one because it's either the wrong time or like right. mm-hmm. maybe it's not we've noticed that we're not particularly good in that area of like publishing or whatever. So they'll read through so many that don't even make it yeah. to publishing or they'll find ones they love bid on them get outbid yeah, yeah don't get sure. the book You're in the end and it's like it and then... okay well I've just read through three manuscripts yeah. and lost them all so like I mean I'm
1: sure that like you know I sit on some of those acquisition meetings as well and it's really exciting to hear the editors pitch a, a manuscript that they're yeah. also very passionate about and then yeah when they lose it to auction or something you know it's, so it's devastating but also it's there's something so sincere in it where they're like I'm I'm sad that we didn't get it but I'm also so happy for that author that their book is being published oh, yeah, and people can sure. still read it you know yeah so that's really cool as well
0: I mean there's this one book that um our editor Carrie we we won't Bring it up around her. It's, oh no, if
1: you say, Don't listen, if
0: you say, I'm not even going to say the title, but it was an incredible book, yeah. and like, it's amazing, and it's so sad because I know that this person was like deliberating between two people, but it happened to be that the the other um, editor was like from her home country, oh, okay, okay. like it it really did, like we were yeah. all like, ah. Oh. That just makes sense. Yeah, you can't but be that. You're so, so gutted. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and so like now, like if the title's <laughs> ever thrown about the office, she'll just sit quietly, and oh, we're no. like, "Oh, Carrie," <laughs> like we're <laughs> so sorry because <laughs> she gets so like emotionally invested I mean so does oh, sure. like yeah. Lauren as well they just both like care so much so when they lose out it yeah. is like it's devastating for everyone for you're sure. like no and then at the same time you're like
1: oh, I'm still gonna read it when it comes out yeah, it was yeah. so good I know some of the ones in the agenda and I'm like oh I'm gonna keep keep note of this and see when it comes out it's Yeah, not even, it's not even our publisher anymore <laughs> yeah. I'm like don't, don't I know happen. but it was a really good book <laughs> <laughs> you really convinced me yeah finished. and then I'm like
0: I'm supporting the publishing industry by yeah. reading outside of us <laughs> <laughs> um but you've been very generous and bought some lovely canadian sweets and brought them for me um i've got what have i got they're
1: like, they're celebration. like yeah, that's the celebration yeah but brand. It's,
0: it's not the it's not the celebration we're thinking of
1: <laughs> okay it's just like a maple well we would call it cookie but you guys would probably call it like a biscuit right yeah i so would it's just say like it's a, a, a maple biscuit. sandwich yeah. Biscuit. Like, kinda like an Oreo, but in the shape of a maple leaf.
0: Yeah. It's like it's very much got the look of a custard cream. Oh yeah. But exactly. In a yeah, in a yeah. maple leaf. And I tried it, and honestly, this was like <laughs> an eight out of ten biscuit. You obviously have to like maple. Yeah. Because it
1: very is very maple. As soon as you open the box, it's just like a, a big waft of maple hits
0: yeah. you in the face. I, I'm gonna post a picture <laughs> of it on Instagram because it's genuinely the cutest little biscuit I've ever seen. But it's and then the inside was like like, icing sugary and, like, gingerbread. It just tasted so good. It's very sweet. Almost Christmas, but but more like autumnal. Maybe it's the leaf that's giving me that vibe. But, oh, my gosh. Like, that's, like you could just eat a whole box of that. That's yeah, so good. Did. That's why I'm leaving this one
1: here because yeah. I will eat it. Honestly, it will be gone by Monday. For sure. <laughs> I have, don't worry to my colleagues. I'm bringing a box into the
0: office. HarperCollins UK
1: will not miss out. Yes, you guys will get your cookies. <laughs> what would you give it out of 10? Yeah, I would, I would say also like an 8 out of 10. I think it's a really, really good cookie. But Very I do strong. think it, it's just so sweet. But that's maple syrup, like pure maple syrup. Yeah. It's so sugary. So if you love that, absolutely great but you know I, I can't have too many of those because i just feel no. like my teeth hurt
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no it's a uh, and i think with a cup of tea like oh yeah that's a yeah. kind of like it's a great cup of tea biscuit not for dunking just for okay. a bit of sugar on the side because I'd so cute you just made the canadian biscuit so british <laughs> as i called it a biscuit oh my gosh it's so funny because i don't put sugar in my tea okay and um Then when people put sugar in their tea, I'm like, oh my god, that is so bad for you. And then I'll have like five biscuits on the side, (laughs) and I'm like, gosh, you should never put sugar in your tea. (laughs) It's like I've literally just had like ten cubes of sugar on the side of my tea, (laughs) just pure sugar. But it's no, it's so good. And then we've got two packets. I'm going to be loud here. Two packets of crisps. ASMR
1: part of this. Yeah, this is.
0: I hope you all enjoy some (laughs) crisps package. (laughs) Um, We've got Lay's ketchup and. Ruffles all dressed season seasonings.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd say those are like the two most iconic Canadian. Again, we would call them chip flavors. Oh, sorry. Chips. Uh, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> biscuits, cookies, chips, crisps. Um, but yeah, so the Lay's are like a smooth chip, and they're, yeah, the ketchup mm-hmm. flavor is like that that's one that's honestly really hit or miss amongst Canadians um, because it's kind of a sweeter. It's like a salty sweet chip Mm -hmm. and I feel like some people just think it's super weird it does smell and kind of tastes like ketchup I'm a huge fan of it my family is not a huge fan of it um and then yeah the all dress ruffles are like a little wavy kind of crinkle cut chip that uh, is literally just all of the seasonings, like all of the chip flavors together. So you've got like salt and vinegar, sour cream and onion, barbecue, everything all in one. And you would think that sounds terrible, but it, it just works. It
0: does. I'll start with the Lay's and say that the Lay's were great. They reminded me a bit of prawn cocktail in, in that kind of like sweet but sour. It wasn't quite vinegary like okay. prawn cocktail is. Um, it's like a softer taste. This is the most in-depth I've ever gone (laughs) for crisps. Um, But, like, I'm a crisp lover, so I could still easily sit and eat that whole bag. I would probably be able to eat that easier than prawn cocktail because sometimes prawn cocktail is so tangy that I'm like, oof. Yeah. But I would give them a solid like six okay. could easily sit and eat those fair like, enough <laughs> if if it's a might love or hate, I would be on the love side okay, fair enough. um but oh my gosh, these ruffles, which are like yeah, like almost like McCoy's style crinkle cut oh my god they're a 10 out of 10 Chris yeah they are they're amazing they I don't know what it is I'm almost disappointed that I've had them because now it's like you're like I, I can't get never them get here these. Yeah. I can't get them here what are we meant to do shout now shout out to my mom in Canada you need to ship some yeah honestly if you get like a side business going on I'll buy them off <laughs> you in bulk <laughs> sending,
1: just sending all dress trips to the UK yeah you honestly, can do that again I've seen this on TikTok shop where it's like I'm trying American sweets and you can like buy it through TikTok shop, really? Do they have one with Canadian?
0: I mean, crisps. there are like a. Mi- have you seen how many American sweet know, shops yeah. there are around here? Yeah. Like, I actually can't believe it. We're we're not far from Oxford Street, and there are just so yeah. many. But maybe I'll go into one then. Maybe they'll have the Canadian. Who knows? If they had them. Oh my gosh, I'd snap them up in a minute. It's literally, honestly, I put one in my mouth and I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but I'm suddenly sat like sunburnt from my summer holiday and it's like the sun's setting. I've got a Fanta Limon because I'm in Europe, obviously, (laughs) and it's just life's good. I haven't had dinner yet but I'm about to go out and make myself mm. all good. Oh, my gosh. Talk it's about just... marketing. Wow, oh. there you go. If you're not
1: convinced to try <laughs> it's these not even for one of our books. I'm, I'm marketing for Canadian Crisp. <laughs> with a book alongside you on your European holiday. Please yeah, yeah please classic. Yeah. <laughs> It pairs nicely, especially yeah. with this book.
0: <laughs> you have to have a book in hand when eating. Yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. No, they're, they're so good. Thank you so much for bringing them. <laughs> no that was that's. So in case you didn't get that, that's a
1: 10 out of 10. <laughs> Crisp. Loved it. So <laughs> for huge. all crisp lovers out there. Yeah. Is that a 10 for you as well? It is. It is a 10. And for me, I love the ketchup ones. But I, yeah, those are super hit or miss. So I, I'd give those like an 8 at it. I don't, no, I have to be honest. They're a 9. 9? <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it, it, sh- no, no judgment, judgment, no shame. I think <laughs> it's also because I think like the brand Ruffles, which is the wavy chips they've tried to do ketchup and it just doesn't work with that thick of a chip in mm-hmm. that shape yeah I can't explain it and the laser's so thin and crispy that it just yeah, works yeah. really really well with the ketchup so that that combo is like a, it's a good pairing nice
0: oh amazing <laughs> well thank you so much for coming thank you for and sharing me. your canadian of treats. course anytime i'm kind of a bit gutted that they've done so well i was gonna be like guys british snacks are better but i'm not so sure about that anymore oh. you'll when you come back we'll do um all british versions oh yeah that even be though good. i'm sure you've
1: had them all already <laughs> seen, yeah some of them oh, well i didn't even realize we have um uh, yeah, so with the, I also have Coffee Crisp as another Canadian um, chocolate bar. And when, as soon as I said that, people here were like, you mean Toffee Crisp? And I was yeah. like, what is Toffee Crisp? <laughs> That's <laughs> what I thought you said. And I was like,
0: I, was, I didn't want to be like, mm, we have that here. Yeah. But no, they're they are they're definitely different. different. <laughs> so you'll have to t- try yeah, Toffee I Crisp when you're here. Amazing. Well, thank
1: you. Thank you so much. So
0: that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening and a special thank you to Ashton for the lovely treats and fantastic book chat. Next time I'll be talking to Stella Brinzianu to discuss her incredible 2022 debut novel Set in Stone and how she came about writing it. Have a great Monday everyone!